Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another fantastic edition of Backyard Racing Nation podcast with your host, myself, Scott, and my co-host, Bill. We want to thank our sponsors, Rich Mark Florist out of Allentown, Pennsylvania, for being on board with us. And today, Bill, we got our good buddy, Spencer Boyd, driver oh, yeah. of the Young Motorsports number 20 truck. I'm excited awesome- for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Bill, uh, we saw some awesome racing over the week. Uh Oh wow! Did we ever? I mean, the, look at the six hundred. That that was what a heck of a race. And then I caught the last twenty five laps of last night's race. And I got to say, my boy Chase Elliott pulled it off. Uh, yeah, and guys, we got Spencer Boyd, our wonderful buddy from Young Motorsports Number Twenty Chevy Silverado driver in the NASCAR Gander Mountain Outdoor Truck Series. Spencer, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, happy to be here, guys. So, so uh. How's it feel to be a first-time NASCAR Gander Mountain Outdoor Truck Series winner at, at Talladega? What was that like for you, my friend? Oh, man, it was a, a dream day for sure, and surrounded by a bunch of good people and, and big supporters of uh, Spencer Boyd Racing and everything, and uh, YMS, and to bring them their first win was huge. Uh, the Young family have done so much in NASCAR in seven years. They've invested a lot to uh, grow the program and, and build trucks that are capable of winning races. And uh, it was just a spectacular moment. And uh, our Speedway stuff is really good. So I'm always excited to get back. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll ever forget watching that race. Cause I, and then at first they said you came in second and I'm like, hell yeah, we just got our career best finish for him. And then about 10 seconds later, I, they're, they're saying that Spencer Boyd won the race. And I, I think my whole neighborhood heard me screaming. <laughs> I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I was at uh, Epcot at Disney world uh, with some VIPs from international vacation resorts. Take them around. Um, first time ever to Disney World. They were some big race fans. Uh, they are in the NASCAR and everything a little bit. And uh, I had my headphones on, listen to MRN, and they came across and announced you as the winner, Spencer. And I'm in the middle of mm, 50,000 people, and I'm jumping up and down, acting like a crazy man because <laughs> I heard you won, and my wife had no clue what was going on. And I let her listen real quick, and she had the same reaction. And all these people were looking at me. Uh, she had her Spencer Boyd, the hat shirt on at the time. And <laughs> um, it, it, was ex- it, it was it was exciting for us. And we were so happy we get you win because we know what kind of effort you put in into this. And for you to have the American company that does the paving um, to get first time in NASCAR, get their first win with you. That was so cool. And yeah, Alabama, Alabama roofing, roofing something or other. <laughs> Alabama yeah. Roofing Company. Uh, those guys seemed so thrilled, and and to see your face getting out of the truck was was priceless. Yeah, I I I loved it. I mean, you're standing there, and then you jump back in that truck, and you go down there, and the same tracks practically that were just done by for a burnout. You just covered them right up with your own. And I mean, I was, I admit, I yeah, there were tears running down my face, buddy. <laughs> well, man, uh, I'm. I'm speechless and uh, excited thinking about it and uh, there were so many people excited about that it was kind of a win for the little guy and um you know we played it safe and smart all day and did a great job and um put us in a good spot you know we have really good speedway trucks and i was happy with second there and uh to, to realize we won the race and uh you know 
I saw them dip below the line, and I knew I needed to break away and get away from that and not get drugged down. And uh, I looked up in the mirror, and, you know, Freddie Kraft's a great spotter, and, and, you know, he told me to get high, and obviously uh, I listened. <laughs> and uh, we got high, and the 24 gave me a really good push. And, um, you know, you look back at those pictures, uh, the four of Todd Gillen was going for his first career win as well. And uh, we got him by just a few inches. And after the race, you know, he high-fived me, and I thought that was pretty cool because uh, obviously he knew he was pretty close to that. And I said, uh, hey, man, you'll go get him at Martinsville next week. And he's like, it's going to be two weeks. And uh, he went out and won the race at Martinsville. So, um, cool. you know, when you see uh, – I had a, a really different outlook on things that after I won – uh, it was just like, man, that was so cool to see. You know, Corey LaJoy ran up to me and uh, Victor Lane and uh, Gus Dean. And, and you realize, you know, who your friends are and, and who really cares. And, um, it was a lot of fun. It, and, and I had to go get in that cup car and qualify. And uh, there's just so many raw emotions uh, going through your mind at that time. Yeah, I thought it was so cool that you had some of your smaller sponsors there with uh, Kick-Ass Beef Jerky and Jim Bob's Grizzly Beard Care that all got to be there and experience that. So that had to make that all the more special. It was. You know, Alabama Roofing uh, coming on board, and obviously they're going to do stuff with me. Uh, they're on my truck as a smaller partner here at Atlanta coming up with Orion Cooker and um, an Atlanta-based company. So uh, we do a really good job, uh, you know, amplifying those companies that are in their region. And uh, obviously, Talladega, Alabama is a big race, big track, uh, big opportunity. And uh, we were able to put that together nine days before the race and uh, get him and his family and wife and uh, some, you know, business associates out to the race to win. And uh, they, they hadn't been to races in a long time. So uh, they got lucky there being a part of, uh, of a big win and, and uh, appreciate them believing in me. And like you say, Kick-Ass Beef Jerky was there. Uh, the guys from Freedom Warranty, that was their first race. They were there. Uh, obviously, uh, my good buddy over at Jim Bob's Grizzly Beer Care was there and uh, his wife, and, uh, Brittany and them. And, and there's so many great people uh, that were a part of that win and, and there's so many more that I would have loved to have been able to have them there. Um, but the biggest by far was uh, my mom and dad being there for that race. And uh, a lot of people know that they work real jobs and, and they're not able to go to every race. And, uh, we had a good feeling about Talladega, uh, having a good strong run with that truck. We finished fourth at Daytona. So um, we're excited to get out there and uh, something I'll never forget. Uh, absolutely. Now, is that truck permanently retired? As of now, <laughs> it's, uh, and I knew it would be, uh, you know, at least through uh, the rest of uh, 2019 and through the off season, my seat was in it, my steering wheel, all my stuff, and um, it was sitting there as a race, and, you know, about a month before Daytona, you know, I, I knew I was at 20, and um, we were coming back in 20 and 2020, and Tyler and I are great friends, and uh, it just makes that partnership an opportunity driving for a family-owned team so much better. Um, but I knew I was coming back, and I was like, man, you know, we need to just fix the rear bumper on that truck and, uh, you know, fluff and buff uh, the body and, and take that thing to Daytona. And he's like, dude, I don't care if I win the lottery. We're never racing this truck again. <laughs> and you can't have your seat. You can't have your steering wheel. And I'll write you a check for it right now, but nothing. And I'm like, dude, that's a good steering wheel. And I'm like, in the moment, I knew, like, I'm not going to use that steering wheel at Martinsville. That truck's sitting there, and you can still smell the sweat and Gatorade and everything all over that truck. And, um, you know, it's still sitting there. <laughs> uh, uh, I got a new steering wheel and new seat. And, 
Um, but the amount of people that have come to the shop and, you know, and we're, we're in Mooresville, uh, you know, it's not my shop. It's Tyler Young. It's the Young family and Young's Motorsports shop. And, and that shop is so nice. Um, they put a lot into it. They've made it an incredible place. And we got some great employees. And, um, you know, we're, we're not a big team. And everyone has to put in a lot of work. And uh, when you pull up, you think it's a mini Hendrix. Uh, you can eat off the floor. I really hope you guys can swing by sometime. And uh, the amount of people that have come to get pictures with that truck and DM me like, hey, are you going to be at the shop? And, and I'm at the shop at least three days a week, even during the off season. And um, I've taken a lot of photos there and relived that win over and over. And I tell people all the time, I think I think about that Talladega win every day, either when I wake up or before I go to bed. And um, You lose a lot more than you win in this business. And I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you think about other sports where, you know, you either one team wins, one team loses. Um, in our business, you get kicked in the dirt a lot. Um, and it's easy to let those emotions get tough and the guys working on things get tough. Uh, so you try and be a leader and, and sometimes the driver's the leader, sometimes the team owner is, sometimes it's the crew chief. Um, but just keeping everyone motivated and interested in the goal at hand uh, is awesome over there at YMS. I, I was so excited to see you when you I, – I was sitting in Walmart when you actually made the announcement that you were back in the 20th. It was uh, the three, me, my me, Scott, and Robert Jolly were all like, "Is he ever going to make this announcement?" And uh, so when it came through, I was like, "Oh my God, he's back at the twenty! Thank God! I'm so glad you're back for a second year because you guys have a kick-ass team." Yeah, the momentum definitely is with you guys over there at Young Motorsports and everything. And I, I can tell just by listening to you, your in-car radio when you were at Daytona for a truck race how much you and your crew chief get along and what cracked me up listening to it. Um, so I, I, this is a question actually from one of our listeners, but it, you know, it kind of leads into this question. Um, how did you come up with calling him goose and the Maverick nickname? Other than I know the helmet you had painted up with the Maverick stuff on it because of top gun, but how did that come about? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Joe and I, uh, Joe Lax is my crew chief. We, we go way back really. Um, so I uh, was racing legend cars when I was 16, and uh, Cody Ware, a lot of people know who Cody Ware is, uh, his dad Rick Ware owns a racing team and, and owned an Xfinity team at the time and the uh, IMSA Mustang team, and Cody was racing legend cars with me and, and lived on the couch here at uh, my parents' house for a while. Uh, we raced legend cars all summer long, and um, we, I was winning a lot of races, and his dad was kind of, you know, saying this, this is what you need to do to get to NASCAR. These are the different things you need to drive, and this is kind of the success rate you need to have if you think you're going to open those doors. And why don't you come up and tour my facility? We got a bunch of Xfinity cars, some old trucks from Jeffrey Earnhardt. Check it out. So I went up there, and Joe was the crew chief uh, up there, and I got to meet all the guys and sit in the Mustang, and I'm like, man, you know, uh, this doesn't seem that far away, you know. Uh, maybe I can make this happen. And uh, still got pictures to this day and got my Rick Ware racing polo that day. And uh, had Rick Ware racing on my legend car. and kind of like a development type deal. And um, Cody and I, we kind of went different paths. Uh, I went late model racing here in uh, North Carolina. And uh, he went and did like Lamborghinis and Ferraris out west. And um, we stayed friends, but uh, definitely different paths. 
uh, so kind of off on a tangent here, but um, we got out there and uh, I raced late models and uh, had a lot of success and was really fortunate to win races. And that led to one of my first step race at Martinsville with Mittler Brothers. And then to get to where I was going with this, uh, I ran my first, uh, so I ran Gateway in a truck and then I made my Xfinity debut at Iowa. Uh, not far from Missouri, uh, with Rick Ware Racing, and I did that with Joe Lang as my creepy, and uh, we've stayed in touch ever since then, we've seen him around the garage, and uh, when we were putting this deal together uh, for this year, um, the opportunity came for him to come over and join us, and, uh, you know, he likes to fish, catfish, and uh, get out on the river, and uh, likes to shoot guns, and, you know, um, we know our task at the racetrack and what we got to do. But uh, when you're like-minded people, it makes it a lot more fun. It makes those dinners fun. It makes those, you know, long 12-hour rides to the racetrack. We're not flying on private jets every week, you know. Um, so we have a good chemistry. We have a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. And uh, as we got to Daytona, uh, we were talking about Top Gun and Days of Thunder and joking around. I'm like, check out my new helmet. You know, I do the Top Gun theme a lot. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And he's like, well, I'll be your goose. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and that's kind of where it stuck. And uh, we joke around about that a lot. Um, just, you know, having each other's back. Um, you got to have each other's back. Obviously, there's a lot of opportunities for me to make mistakes on the racetrack. And, and he's going to make mistakes on, you know, not getting the truck right every time or, or making adjustments that don't always work. Uh, our pit crew is going to make mistakes. And I think you just have to realize that. Uh, it's still hard to win in this deal, and uh, it's tough to have a night go right because there's so many moving parts. But when uh, when everyone's got each other's back, you know, uh, last year I had to sweep, and I thought that was one of the coolest things. Uh, I really got close with those guys, uh, went and played putt putt together, and you know, we're at you know some of us were at the same hotels and stuff. It's it's fun. It's a good time. And uh, this racing deal is—it's all about family, and, and when you become family friends with uh, with the fans too, uh, you start seeing familiar faces and familiar names. Um, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it, it it definitely is when you get the fans involved. And Spencer, what was one of your favorite fan moments that you've had since you started racing? What was that first memory of a little boy or a little girl come up to you and asking you for an autograph? What was that like for you? Oh, yeah. When I get those autograph requests, and it's tough to remember the first one. Um, at Hickory Motor Speedway, uh, we signed autographs a lot and uh, 21 races. So uh, I was getting a lot of uh, a lot of fans up there, and we were winning some of them in uh, pretty crazy, aggressive passes. Some people that loved and hated Spencer up there, and uh, it, was, uh, it was a good time, man. It was always cool seeing those young guys, young young kids, uh, racing quarter midgets and go karts. And the next thing you know, you're, you're having a five minute conversation about this kid racing that you don't even know his name, and, and he's sitting there telling you about his go kart race <laughs> last week, and, and he's gonna kick my butt next month. And I'm like, well, you're five, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure you're on your way. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, those are really cool moments. Uh, I know that. Uh... <laughs> I know that my first instance of knowing who Spencer Boyd was was back in 2017, and I actually ran across your Twitter, still I don't remember, and started following you. I think I was 
you back then too. And then it became spring 2018, and I sent you a Twitter message and said, "Hey, look, we're thinking of driving down to Atlanta, and we were wondering if there's any way to meet you." And of course, that became a very special day for me personally. Um, you came outside of the tunnel that morning with qualifying and everything else you had to do. You met me and my mom and my dad, and uh, that meant the world to me because uh, it ended up being my dad's final trip to the track. And for me, the fact that you came out, you met us, really made it memorable. And uh, it started what I call now a lifelong friendship with you. So uh, in last year, of course, in Atlanta, we got to come into the pits in the garage area. And I, I want to tell you something, Spencer. Uh, I didn't get to talk to you after the race, but that was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that I will never forget to stand that close to that car coming flying down pit road and, you know, hear it smelling the rubber and the gas. and It was a real experience for me. I think maybe Spencer dropped connection. Spencer, can you hear us, my friend? Okay, so let me get him back on here, Bill. <laughs> uh, Sorry, and, folks. And Difficulties do happen. We are doing our best. With the weather that's going on here in Florida and North Carolina, we know it's going to happen and everything. And we do apologize, folks. We're just waiting for him to click back in. We did. He just clicked out. <laughs> yep, he just lost complete signal, so we'll let him get back in. But, Bill, you know, we were talking while we're waiting for him so we don't have too much dead air. You know, Bill, I, I've heard, always heard that story from you, and I know it deep down. That, and there he's back. There he is. We got him back. <laughs> All right. Got me. Uh, yeah, sir. Yeah, we got you, buddy. You, you, I know you're having those bad storms up there in, in Concord and everything, so it, it's okay. Um, uh, what I was saying, I don't know how much you heard of what I was saying Um but I was just saying how that the first time I met you in Atlanta, you know, you came out one and two tunnel and met my family and me and my dad especially. And it turned out to be my dad's last trip to the track before he passed away. And the fact that you came out for me made that so memorable for that moment with him. And uh, it led, it's led to a wonderful friendship with you and myself and Scott and Robert Jolly running the Innovation Fan Club kind of thing. And, the last year I had the opportunity to get in the pits and I want to, I didn't get to talk to you after the race, but I want to thank you so much because the experience of being in the garage in the pits was like none other. than I've ever had. Yeah, buddy. Well, uh, I hope you can hear me and we're good, but, uh, that was, that was fun. <laughs> Loud and clear. Was, uh, you know, <laughs> Josh and I, Josh, my PR guy at the time. And, uh, you know, the opportunity to go meet you guys, I hated, uh, not getting you into the pits that year. And, uh, obviously, uh, your dad's okay. last time to the racetrack and uh, that was a special moment and then as the way things played out and uh, we've become good buddies here over the time and uh, you guys have done a lot for me and helped me grow the Spencer Boyd brand um, you, I consider you guys really close friends and um, you've been a big part of my success and uh, looking forward to more and uh, Atlanta was a lot of fun uh, having you and your mom out there and uh, I hate that we won't be able to do that at Atlanta this year, but um, we'll be back soon. <laughs> I'm going to be sitting in front of my TV here at Yawn. Hell, sure. that means a lot. <laughs> yeah, and Spencer, going with what Bill said here, um, my first experience was with uh, my good buddy TJ, my, my young, what I called back then apprentice, uh, Craig and Amy and Bill and their two boys, Alex and – 
um, Aiden uh, got to meet you. They're like, oh, well, Spencer's coming. And he's like, oh, he's a NASCAR driver. And I ain't going to lie. I did see you run the 63, but I didn't really know you. And I was like, oh, well, who's Spencer? And this young kid shows up with Josh. And I'm like, okay, he's really young. Okay. <laughs> Um, and beard. you know what free we've beard. gotten <laughs> baby free back beard. when he was baby face yeah. boy, <laughs> baby face boy. Yes. Um, the, the experiences my wife and I got to, got to share with you with that Daytona when you were running the red 76 car and then Darlington with the throwback and then the Richmond race, man, I, I have never seen somebody so humble at the top level, like you have, and, and Josh Balicki, Garrett Smithley, Corey LaJoy, those guys are, and Joey Gase too. You guys are so humble. The big names like Kyle Bush and Kevin Harvick, they really need to take a page out of your guys' book and really, really do what you guys do because you guys really do make it fun for the fans and really like to give back to everybody. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, we've had some fun and some good runs and, uh, Look forward to having some more in the future. And, and Richmond's one of my favorite tracks. And uh, look forward to getting there. And obviously, super speedways I love. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of guys like us out there. And uh, you mentioned them. You know, Balicki and I are really good buddies. Um, we were go-karting the other day. And, and we're out grinding, trying to put partnerships together and stay on the racetrack. And we know some weeks we're not going to perform at the level that we want to. But it takes a lot of people to get there. And it takes getting those reps and um, you know, I grew up racing legend cars with Garrett Smithley. He wrecked me and, uh, we still hold a grudge <laughs> and, um, for a regional championship, but it's fine. Um, uh, hated seeing his night with Joey last night. Um, it happens. You never want to be in a wreck with your teammate and, uh, things happen. I don't even know how it exactly played out, but, uh, Joey's a good guy. We were teammates, uh, for a whole year over at SS Greenlight. I was in the 76 and he was in the 35 and, so we've been together at a lot of dinners and rode in the van a lot together. And uh, his dad hauled my golf cart around for a whole year. And uh, it's, like I said, man, this whole racing deal, I mean, out on the racetrack, uh, I'm not going to say we hate each other, but there's really no, you know, give and take. Everyone's going after an inch, whether you're racing for 20th or 5th. Um, and at those super speedways, everyone's really getting aggressive. Um, but off the racetrack, you know, everyone – back in the pits or in the campground or at the hotels, everyone's nice and uh, give you the shirt off the back. And uh, you see that when, you know, tragedy hits uh, NASCAR, I think uh, we're one of the sports that really comes together. And uh, I'm lucky to wake up every day and, and have that NASCAR license and get to be a part of the game. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. That NASCAR license, it may not, it, it's, it's memorable for, for drivers like yourself and, even for us local guys that have our NASCAR license now that, you know, we switched from NASCAR sanctioned to dirt series. Um, I still have my little weekly NASCAR license and it's in my scrapbook. And to me, that's part of something I can share with guys like you and Josh who race nationally and race for big money that, Hey, you know what? We were compadres at one yeah. time. <laughs> it's, uh... Well, the Spencer, let's, Let's talk a little bit about Charlotte and um, you, going back to racing there. You guys had a good truck, and you stayed on the lead lap for most of the night. Um, how did it feel getting back in that truck for the first time in months? Yeah, it felt good. Uh, I spent about an hour in the truck um, sitting in the shop 
and uh, you know you're just visualizing things and and making sure your belts are right and your seat and your steering wheel and you know no practice or qualifying you jump out and <laughs> you jump in uh, on pit road and you know in two to four laps you're going to be going green flag uh, and you're going to be side by side and I had Kyle Busch starting on my outside and uh, my teammate right in front of me which that always makes me nervous uh, you don't want to run into your teammate on a restart I did that at Vegas last year so um, and, it, and it killed our day uh, so it was a bummer deal um, so you're always you know thinking about the lineup came out early uh, so you're able to sit there and overanalyze it <laughs> and think about who you got starting <laughs> behind you and who's five rows ahead of you and you're like oh my gosh like I don't want to be around that person or uh, this person's going to do something stupid or um, you know, normally you qualify and two hours later, you're about to race, but we had, you know, four days to sit there and think about it. Um, but I was so excited to get back in the truck and I was really comfortable. Uh, everything fit well. Um, I was happy with that. My mirrors were good. Uh, we got a new interior guy over there on the 20 and mechanics. So, uh, I was happy everything stayed tight and worked well on that end. Uh, unfortunately, halfway through the race, we had a right front suspension issue. Uh, our pit crew worked really hard, and uh, Tyler Young and Joe Lax and Steve-O uh, worked hard to get a fix. And, uh, you know, we, we had to ride around for 30 laps, and, and that's a bummer deal, especially in a, sh- in a short truck race. Um, we got it fixed with 25 yeah. to go. We drove from 31st back up to 25th, and, um, you know, nothing to celebrate or, or really go home happy about uh, as far as your finishing result. But when you look at the overall picture, um, obviously I wanted a better result for spikes tactical and their first race out there and made America firearms. And I'm really excited about our uh, freedom hammer paint scheme and, and all the stuff that we're doing and custom magazine and gun clips. And we're just doing a lot of fun stuff with the brands that we have and people that have jumped on board, um, want a better result, but uh, all in all, Charlotte was a lot of fun and uh, I'll be honest. I enjoyed every lap. That's awesome. I love the magazine that uh, Spikes Tactical put out with their version of a Spencer Boyd hero card. That was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, we're, we're always yes. thinking of things outside the box, and I'd like to say that was my idea, but it wasn't. Uh, I don't want to take credit. Uh, Nick and, and the guys over at Spikes Tactical uh, came up with that, and I uh, thought that was a pretty cool idea. And, and it's done really well, and uh, they priced it right to where it's right in line with everything else they do. So I uh, was happy about that. Um, I'm always trying to look out for uh, the fans and, and make sure we're selling stuff at a, at a reasonable price and, and trying to put quality products out there. Um, so it's fun, and I appreciate everyone's support. And I know right before this, we uh, we went on hiatus for this virus, literally like two or three days before you had uh, debuted the uh, paint scheme for that Rich Mar Forest truck. So I'm looking forward to seeing that because that paint scheme truck. looks amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot different than what we've done normally. Uh, most of our paint schemes are really sharp edges and um, a lot of just like meanness. And uh, I like that. I'm the guy that wears the flat bill. Uh, I like to kind of pave my own way. And, uh, some people think I'm a little bit different than most drivers, but um, I'm just really a 24 year old kid living the dream and uh, not selling cars anymore. And I just want to make sure every paint scheme looks cool. I want every photo to uh, be right. And, and I want to enjoy it and be able to look back on it one day and um, know that I had my hand in a lot of different parts of this deal. And uh, this rich Mar deal, um, they're like, okay, you know, obviously it's a florist and, um, you know, the demographic that we're going after, uh, I'm like, all right, well, I want it to be edgy and cool. And they're like, well, like, 
we got something pretty cool and um a lot of that you know that floral design reminds me of like a bandana and some jesse james type stuff so uh if i gotta keep wearing a mask you might see something cool out of this deal and uh, i got a really cool rich mar florist uh uniform and uh thank you to jonathan and and his family uh everyone over there uh they're big investors in the sport of nascar and, and a lot of the guys that are fighting hard to be at the racetrack um they've supported a lot of my friends and um, they were a part of my first cup race at Michigan and, um, we just got a really good thing going and, and a lot of my partners have become great friends and I'm excited to debut that truck at the track. Um, it's a really sharp design. It's not wrapped, uh, just yet. So stay tuned. Uh, I think it'll turn out really good. You, you were touching on the, uh, the, the paint scheme thing. Have you ever actually been able to design an entire paint scheme on your own for any of your vehicles over the years? Well, uh, I, I, a lot of my ideas have, uh, have come to fruition and, um, I wouldn't say anyone's ever got to design it a hundred percent themselves, uh, whether it's the, the designer or, uh, my brand manager that helps out or myself. Um, it's a lot of different ideas and, uh, we're always taken in consideration, you know, a lot of the things that look really cool don't always look good on TV or um, don't always display the logo the best. Uh, so sometimes I get carried away with the design and uh, I got to remember uh, it's all about the logo on the side. So um, that 1A auto paint scheme, I had a lot of uh, input into how that ended up. And uh, I love black ice. Um, oh, yeah. I look forward to driving that again at some point. And um that paint scheme uh, has a lot of meaning to me, and um, we've had some really cool ones <laughs> over the time. And some of the more simple oh, ones, yeah. uh, like White Lightning and Easy Red, um, that was a pretty simple paint scheme, but it was sharp, but it was bad luck at Martinsville, so I felt bad about that one. Uh, Martinsville's been tough to me ever That's... since my debut, but um, this uh, Richmar Florist one it looks really good. And uh, we got another one coming up here real soon. I think people are going to enjoy it. I have to say, if I, I'm kind of partial to Tidal Wave, but that might be because you chose my name for it. <laughs> I'll be honest, that was my favorite paint scheme for a while, um, and maybe just it kind of fell to the wayside because we only did the TRQ truck once, and uh, we had a really good run in that truck. I think we finished 17th or something at Iowa, um, and uh, Iowa's close to home, so a lot of my friends and family were at that race, and that was a really sharp truck. Um, it was totally different than their brand and uh, just all about catching eyes. And that blue uh, was really uh, lack of a better word, pretty. And <laughs> I liked it. Uh, so that was cool. But black ice is up there. And uh, obviously Alabama roofing's forever going to be in the back of my mind. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, did- you can't, you can't forget about the Alabama roofing. No, I wake up. <laughs> no, thinking not, about that one. never. <laughs> <laughs> so are you planning on i know last year you ran a few select cup events so are we gonna have a shot at seeing you in a cup car this year yeah i think uh, i think there's always a shot and um i'll be honest it, it's not on the top of the priority list right now um i really enjoy those moments um cup cup racing is tough and uh, those cup rides are hard to find you know um there's not a lot of openings and opportunities so you take it when you can and, and sometimes they come at at the fault of someone else. Um, and, and that's kind of how that deal worked out for me last year. Uh, that really came out of left field and it was like, Hey, let's do this. And Xfinity wasn't at Michigan. And 
Um, they needed a driver and, and that kind of fell into uh, my hands and, and that was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, Josh Balicki and I, and, and some other guys, we bounce around in those rides a lot. Um, but there's certain tracks that I'd love to run a cup car at again. Um, the cup car, obviously at a super speedway would be a lot of fun. Um, and I'd like to go get a good run, but Richmond raceway in anything, I don't care if it's in a three wheeler. Uh, I want to run every race at Richmond. Um, I, I was kind of at the top of the priority list, uh, here earlier this year, but, uh, with COVID and things, uh, things change. And, uh, so we'll, uh, we'll see what happens over time. But, um, I, I hope to one day be able to race every race at Richmond in that year. That's my goal. That, that, that'd be awesome. I grew up going to Richmond raceway in the uh, late eighties and early nineties with my dad and, uh, you know, you know, it was back then when Martin was dominating Richmond. Yeah. Just it seemed like every single week, every single race there. And then I, I had the honor to, uh, to be there when Davey Allison got his final NASCAR Cup win. And uh, I've got a picture. Of course, it's from behind the fence back there. But you can see this little figure standing on top of the car because Victory Lane used to be right out there in front of Pit Road. And um, I've got that picture somewhere, and I'll always treasure that. And then I think my other best memory there was Michael Waltrip. Back then, when the leader crossed the finish line, you could jump up on the edge of the wall, hang off the fence, and everything else. And I had jumped up, and you know, there's still 40 other cars coming around at 200 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, I heard the squealing, and Michael Waltrip hits right under my feet. And being about a nine or 10 year old smart aleck at the time, he climbs out and I said, what are you trying to do? Kill me? <laughs> he just looks at me and starts laughing. And I ended up with his racing gloves that day that he signed and handed through the fence to me. So thankfully he was a good sport about yeah. it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Michael's a good guy. And uh, he's given me a lot of TV love over the years. And uh, I like talking to him because he always finds a way to uh, crack a smile. Even, uh, even when you're on the wrong side of the leaderboard during practice, he'll come up and uh, he'll have some remark. That's cool. Yeah, he is a he's a good guy. Um, got to meet him when he came out to uh, Volusia and hung out with Tony's. Uh, oh my gosh, I almost called him Tony Stewart. Uh, Stuart <laughs> Friesen and learned the dirt cars, and then he went to Eldora with him. And he is a he is a funny guy, and you know he he does always. It doesn't matter what kind of day it is, he's got a smile on his face. But um, like we it. do have a have another question here um, from he is my nephew, so I'll just say it as that. Um, he has a question for you. What he wants to know: What made you become a NASCAR driver? And when you were thinking about it, who was your mentor for yeah. it? Oh man, um, I was really fortunate as a kid to be given an opportunity to, uh, you know, race. And I raced go karts starting out when I was five. I raced dirt bikes when I was four years old, and uh, just really thankful that my parents uh, put a lot of trust in me at that age to, you know, go fast and do things that other kids weren't doing. And um, yeah, I realized at an early age, I like speed and, uh, I was pretty good at it. And, um, it was something that we did as a family being an only kid, um, only child. It was uh, fun to go travel and go racing all over the country with my parents. And I'd say, you know, about eight or nine years old, uh, you know, you kind of realize, okay, like Dale jr. Is my favorite driver and I want my go-kart to look like Dale jr. And I want to be Dale jr. And, uh, you know, I had to go-kart suit that looked like dale jr's budweiser uh my last name's boyd so uh someone commented that the other day they found a picture of me and i'm like nine years old with the budweiser b 
on the back of my race suit. And they're like, you're like nine years old and you have Budweiser. I'm like, ah, you know, it's B for Boyd. And, um, you know, at that time, that's when I realized, uh, you know, I want to be a race car driver. And then you chase that dream and, uh, through all the financial crisis and things like that, um, you know, 08 was tough and, and 2010, my parents still moved to North Carolina from Missouri for me to race. And, and people are always like, that's crazy. We'd never do that for our kids. And, uh, you know, at, when I was 14, freshman in high school moving, uh, I'm not going to say I didn't have a good relationship with my parents. I did. Uh, but, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. We're moving. You know, I'm going to be a NASCAR driver. And I'm telling all my friends in high school, I'm like, yeah, I'm moving. Like at the end of this year, I'm going to be a NASCAR driver in North Carolina. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, man, it's, that's what I'm going there to do. We're going to figure out how to make it happen. And, uh, and my dad has always pushed me to be super positive and, you know, you got to think what you want to happen. And, um, you know, Hey, I thought I was going to win a lot of races. I'll be honest. And, uh, come to find out that's not how exactly it works, but, um, <laughs> it takes a lot of hard work to accomplish those goals. And, uh, my parents have put a lot into it. And, uh, when I got to North Carolina, I realized it was going to be really tough and, I uh, got a lot of people to believe in me and give me opportunities in race cars. And um, you got to get out there and you got to go after it. And uh, it's really tough. But um, I made my NASCAR debut at 20. And here I am. Uh, I turned 25 next month. And uh, I just feel really fortunate to to have been able to do this this long. Um, you know, when it first started, uh, you know, you start, I'm reminiscing right now. And, and you start thinking about, uh, you know, this is my first truck race and, you know, I better do something spectacular. Or I'm not going to get another one. And there's so many little things that go through your head. And, and here I am, you know, uh, four years later with 70 something starts and we've ran a cup race and, uh, collectively, uh, we've won a, uh, won a NASCAR truck race. So, um, pretty wild how, uh, things happen and time flies. Absolutely. Now, I know last year you didn't run Eldora. Are you planning on running Eldora this year? Yeah. So, uh, you know, as always, the plan is to run the full circuit. Um, things come up uh, at wreck at Kentucky hurt me. And uh, it was uh, not a great situation. Um, so uh, it wasn't a good thing for me to go uh, bounce around on the dirt. And uh, luckily, I had a really fast recovery. And I've always been someone that heals up pretty quick. So I was pretty confident that I would be back in the truck. Um, but I, I ended up missing Bristol and, uh, that, that kind of hurt. So, um, those are two, I've never ran a truck race at Bristol and uh, I've never been to Eldora. I've never seen the place. So, um, I'm excited to get to go, uh, add those to the tally. Absolutely. Folks, if you think that, you know, supporting your uh, small driver like Spencer, is, don't make it let me point out to you that uh, back in 2018 when he ran Xfinity, that he finished fourth in the most popular driver standings, where I think the other five to four of the, the other five top drivers were big names in Xfinity, and he was paid-powered into that top five. And I know that's something you must be really proud of, Spencer. Yeah, I am. It's, uh, you know, I still talk about it. Um, you know, fans that bring it up and, uh, I wasn't eligible for the truck deal last year cause I missed Eldora and Bristol. Uh, so that was a bummer. Uh, Jordan wasn't a part of it either. Jordan Anderson, he's another, you know, uh, I don't want to yeah. say mid pack guy, but, uh, you know, smaller team guy, uh, who has a big fan base. Uh, I feel like I have a really solid fan base and, 
and I wouldn't be that popular without you guys spreading the word and, and giving me the opportunity to uh, promote myself and promote these brands and um, have a lot of fun. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, not all those, uh, not all those days are good, but even on the bad days, uh, jumping on Twitter and, you know, seeing everyone's remarks and, and highlighting the good moments and uh, the guys that have, and girls that have been there uh, the whole time, you know, there's a lot of fans that will hit me up every single weekend and tell me good luck or talk about it or DM me like, you know, Hey, that was awesome. Or you had a good restart. And uh, those things mean a lot. So, uh, you know, us small guys, we need every fan we can get. For sure. Scott, question. I'm just, I've known Spencer, you and I have been friends for a long time here. uh, Going on three years now, a little over three years, actually. Um, and I've seen how much you have grown in the sport. And, and just listening to you talk now, I'm just taking it in a little bit. Um, but seeing how really humbled you really are, even with, you know, all the publicity you've gotten, it just says so much about your character and so much how your mom and dad have brought you up. And I want to say to you, that's so awesome of you. And, you know, again, I'm just going to reiterate this, the big names really need to to take a page out of your book and, and and Josh's and Garrett's and Corey's and and Joey's as well because those guys are humbled just like you as well yeah well thank you it's uh it's an honor to get to do this and uh get the platform and um like I said man you know even those bad days uh, it's real easy to go home and go ah you know like can't believe we just finished 25th like this is terrible you know what what next um but, you know, you get those encouraging messages and, and you sit back and you're like, OK, like this isn't the end of the world. And uh, there's a lot of positives to take away from it. And, you know, I look back at all, all the jobs I worked through high school and college and, and go, well, I got up every day with a smile on my face, uh, dreaming of being a race car driver and going and working those jobs. And, um, you know, to be able to call this my job, uh, there's a billion people that would trade place with me. So, uh um, it's uh, it's pretty cool. And, yep. uh, being able to share that, you know, share those, uh, you know, I try to on Twitter. I'm not going to say I'm the greatest, uh, but you know, on Facebook and stuff, you can't do it as much, but on Twitter, you can show your, your day-to-day activity and routines. And I know some people may go, man, you know, like you, you do a lot of the same things over and over and, um, but it's the <laughs> grind and, uh, you know, seeing what us drivers go through, you know, Monday through Thursday, just to get prepared for a Friday race and, you know, the sponsor stuff and, and going to the shop. And, and there's a lot of things, you know, we're not all just hopping on airplanes and flying around. Uh, there's a select few that get to do that. Uh, so I don't want to sound like I'm the only guy grinding, um, but it's cool to see other drivers talk about their path and what they're doing. And uh, I watch that a lot. And sometimes that shows me uh, what I need to talk about and, and what the fans enjoy seeing. Absolutely. Spencer, I know you have a lot of a lot of sponsors and everything. Excuse me, marketing partners. I do apologize. So used to calling them sponsors down here in the <laughs> low ranks. Um, your, your, your marketing partners, uh, let, let's give them a shout out. I'll let you go ahead and rattle them off and, and thank everyone individually. So I'll turn over to Mike to you for a little bit to go ahead and go through your list because I know there's a, a lot of them and they all support you 110%, and you are really good for everybody's brand. Always seeing you push everybody and, and with the same enthusiasm if it's a small 
small little decal sponsor on your side of your car to a full sponsorship. So I'll let you go ahead and give them guys a, a thing. Yeah, man, it's uh, it takes a lot of partners to do this. And uh, everyone knows it takes a lot of dollars and, and convincing people to jump on on board and, and believe in you. Um, it feels real good when people do. Um, I wouldn't be here without them. There's a long list, you know, uh, Cure Life is a company out of Israel and, and they came on board for Daytona uh, and that's kind of out of left field. Um, but it's a really helpful uh, supplement that's helped my dad with type 2 diabetes and it can probably help you or a loved one. So you need to check it out. Uh, American Pavement, just a company that has the same values as me and uh, they're, they're helping us out quite a bit this year and uh, we got a really cool paint scheme with them. Oh, Ryan Cooker's out of Atlanta. Uh, they're helping me gain weight and stay fat and uh, and make Hunter have to work really hard. Uh, I've been they, they make uh, smoking ribs so easy, man. I, I've been someone that loves uh, grilling and loves chicken kebabs, and uh, now I'm smoking ribs twice a week, and uh, I need to start giving them to the neighbors because uh, I'm packing it on. But uh, it's so much fun. Um, you know, so many great partners. Uh, obviously, uh, Spikes Tactical coming on board. Uh, Made in America. I really promote Made in America and veteran-owned companies like Jim Bob's Grizzly Beard Care and Record Rack Deer Feed and uh, Raised on Blacktop, and uh, the list goes on and on. Um, it takes so many partners to get to the racetrack. I got to think of the ones that we haven't announced yet, but uh, uh, look forward to debuting uh, Richmar Florist uh, here real soon. Uh, Freedom Warranty's been with me uh, ever since that win, and uh, I'm sure Alabama Roofing will be back here, so stay tuned for uh, announcements about that. And Kick-Ass Beef Jerky, a uh, longtime partner of mine. Uh, they're always out there. They're always willing to help. And uh, they got the best jerky in the world. And I'm a firm believer. Oh, I was yeah. eating it before they sponsored me. Uh, I love that stuff. And MGP Caliper Covers, stay tuned. I got some new caliper covers for the truck. So I'll be making a video. And uh, you'll have to check it mm. out, guys. For sure. For sure. I, I can tell you, I, we love Kick-Ass Beef Jerky. and. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I've had a lot of beef turkey over the years, but that stuff, wow, it's just a step above. And I personally also use Jim Bob's Grizzly Beard Care. So, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's been really cool connecting with these guys that sponsor you, and they've helped us out, you know, with giveaways in the Eagle Nation group. And it, it's really awesome that you, that you create these – What is more than a business mar- uh, marketing opportunity and you create, I'm sure you're creating friendships that'll last forever. Yeah. We, we really- on a regular basis and uh, they get excited and, and they're some of the first guys to cheer me up on a bad day. And Jeremy from kick-ass beef jerky. Uh, we have so many late night texts and calls and talking about each other's businesses and racing and the jerky business and just, social media and, and how we can better ourselves and uh, just life in general. So uh, these partnerships turn into friendships and uh, hopefully they last a lifetime. Uh, just like a lot of you guys out there that are, that are fans, um, you know, seeing you guys every year race to race is fun. And uh, I have so many Twitter handles uh, memorized. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty spectacular, really. <laughs> Spencer, if somebody wants to support your racing because you're not a big team like some of these guys out there, all the money that's the profit for your shirts, your hats, and stuff like that, that goes to you to support your racing. Yeah, so you know, put everything back into the racing deal, and uh, it's such an expensive sport. Uh, there's so many angles that you got to work to uh, generate those dollars to be at the racetrack, and 
I have a lot of smaller companies that were able to bring in the NASCAR and use that platform and, you know, promote different things like Bucks for the Brave with, uh, with Record Rack Deer Feed. And there's a lot of cool things I get to do, go travel, go hunting with veterans, uh, do different things. And uh, it's all because of partners coming on board and allowing us to promote their products, uh, believing in Spencer Boyd, believing in Young's Motorsports and what we have going on. And uh, couldn't be here without them, but really uh, to see how it's grown over the last four to five years and, and who stuck with us and uh, how many partners have really stuck with us is, is amazing. And uh, you see a lot of turnover in NASCAR and uh, pride myself in being able to keep them. Awesome. That's, we are so glad that you, you guys have, you know, the sponsors have stuck with you and everything and, one thing I want to let you know, uh, guys, if you want to go find some Spencer Boyd merchandise, uh, you want to go. I'll <laughs> let Spencer say his website because I know I'll butcher it um, because it's saved in my phone. I'll be honest. When I want to buy, when I want to get a new shirt, I'll do, or my wife wants a shirt. He now finally got sizes for me. All I'm heart, a big there, guy. Buddy. You're all uh, heart. Been busting on him for a while now. <laughs> um, <laughs> It is. I'll let him go ahead and say it. All remember, all the profit that goes for that shirt goes back into Spencer's racing uh, to help him get to the track, to help you know with lodging, gas, food, whatever it is. Put it back in for tires to the truck. Uh, please support him because without him at the racetrack, some of us would never really um, have anybody to cheer for in the truck series or or wherever. And. You know, we, we appreciate him as our friend. We appreciate him as our driver and, and everything. So, guys, uh, make sure you go to us. Uh, I believe it's www.spencerboyd.net. That's right, man. Someone has the dot .com. Net. So, uh, it's been spencerboyd.net for a long time. Uh, check it out. We got a Shopify link there. Um, really appreciate everyone supporting us. Uh, we sold out of those Richmar Flores shirts real quick. Um, we got a cool... A uh, shirt for uh, you know 2020 uh, for the car number 20. Uh, so check it out. Uh, those will be shipping kind of like a Fourth of July type shirt. And uh, we got some cool stuff on the horizon. Uh, really appreciate everyone's support. And uh, even better, uh, give me a like and a follow on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, like to talk to you guys and uh, hear why everyone loves NASCAR and um, reminds me how lucky I am to be out there doing it. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Go ahead. No, I, like I said, absolutely. I, I don't think there's anybody else out there that is so active on social media as you, Spencer. Because, well, other than maybe Josh and and uh, um, Josh uh, Balicki and Josh Williams, who I know you hang out with a little bit, and uh, yeah, yeah I lunch forgot. Buddy I haven't mentioned while, Josh but, Williams uh, much on here. You got yeah. Josh Balicki a lot. I got a lot of friends named Josh and. Uh, <laughs> Josh Williams, you got to check him out. He's a good buddy. We've grown up around each other. He races in Xfinity, so I don't have to deal with him blocking me and, and driving me hard. Um, so we're able to go to lunch and not yell at each other. And, uh, you know, he, he's a successful guy, and uh, we lean on each other from social media to marketing to, uh, you know, different points on the racetrack and, and things like that, talking about, uh, you know, new tires and, and different things like that. And uh, it's pretty cool. You know, there's a lot of us um, – you know, that have become close over the last few years uh, that are grinding hard to get to the racetrack. And uh, you got to check them out. Uh, chances are you'll see me on Balicki's social or you'll see me on Josh and vice versa. Um, 
we all have a lot of fun. And, uh, <laughs> we're not on million dollar boats on the lake like a lot of guys, but uh, we may be ripping lips on the sideline and uh, <laughs> catching some bass off the bank. But uh, we're always having fun. Uh, not with a. You'd be surprised at the lakes we go to, buddy. We catch it all. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about my fishing. (laughs) Well, well, I will be honest. uh, uh, If I get up to Mooresville, I'll make sure I bring my uh, fishing rod and tackle with me, and we'll definitely go catch some fish because I love the fish and – I didn't know you fished, so I, I, you know, in, in this show, I just learned something new about you, and you know, we talk a lot when we can and everything. But uh, I know my wife wants me to tell you that uh, when you have some downtime and Disney World opens back up, you know, she told you and mom and and papa to come on down and we'll go have a day at Disney because they always went to your races and they never got to do the family vacation as you know the normal family of going to Disney World and stuff. But uh, she wanted me to tell you. Uh, that option is always open to you guys. And, Sounds great, man. Uh, yeah, I've never been. I've got to, to go it. to a lot of cool places, but uh, it, hopefully Disney opens back up here real soon. Hey. Perfect. July 11th. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but, uh, Spencer, I, I want to thank you for coming on. Me and Bill really appreciate it. Uh, sure. You know, we're just a small podcast, but, you know, we got a thousand listeners right now. Uh, was the last total I got from Anchor. So as our thousand listeners are listening to this, uh, if you guys aren't fans of Spencer and you're looking for somebody to attach to, Spencer is definitely the guy to go to um, because no matter where he sees you, if he sees you at the track and you say hi to him, he's going to stop and say hi to you if he can. You know, obviously if he's going to a driver's meeting or, you know, a sponsor function, he's not going to have a lot of time. But hopefully soon we get back to – normalcy where we have the autograph session for the truck series um i got to see some photos from the last martinsville race from amy <laughs> and bill uh with the hat shirt with aiden and having natalie and you sign it and <laughs> saw your laugh and uh i know she's taking that in good strides and you know heat of the moment we've all done it but you know you guys both of you have really taken this in stride and she's kind of embraced it because it's going it was all for charity and everything and that was really cool of you as well but uh man i, I i'm so thrilled for you so, so happy for you and everything for what you've accomplished uh hearing some of the stories that we've heard just talking to you at the track and everything and talking to your mom and talking to your dad um you you've you are what's right with nascar well, thank you, you guys i appreciate it, it. Right look way. forward to getting the fans back out to the racetrack hopefully seeing y'all real soon and uh Keep growing this podcast, man. I'll be sharing it. Uh, proud of the work you guys are putting in and uh, what you guys do to uh, amplify the sport of NASCAR. We appreciate Thank you, buddy. And, uh, we'll, we'll catch you on uh, later on. But uh, I did forget one question. I, I'm, I'm almost, I almost forgot Valerie, <laughs> one of our members of Eagle Nation, uh, wants to know what was it like for you going back to Charlotte with all the COVID? What how long of a extra time period did you have to give yourself to get into the racetrack? Yeah. Were you able to park inside? We were uh, park outside. It's a pretty lengthy in. process. Um, Got to get there a few hours early. Um, very structured as far as how many people were allowed to go do the screening and and uh, go into the track, kind of uh, you know one by one type deal. A um, lot lot of vehicles, a lot of people driving separate, um, keeping the social distancing. 
Um, really, really cool what NASCAR did there. I mean, they're trying to put a product out there. They're trying to give people a reason to be excited uh, about sports coming back. It's something that everyone feels like we need um, and give something for the country to be excited about. There's so many different sports. So we appreciate you tuning in to NASCAR. Um, felt really safe. Uh, a lot of different things going on at the racetrack as far as like certain directions you have to go. You had to wear a mask the whole time. Uh, they wanted you to uh, keep six foot apart from each other. Uh, sometimes that's difficult, you know, pushing race cars and things, but uh, it was a really good process and uh, felt safe myself. So uh look forward to keep going to the racetrack and, uh, you know, really appreciate NASCAR looking out for us. Excellent. Awesome. So, Spencer, we know you're not racing this weekend. We know you race next weekend at Atlanta. I'm going to put you on the spot here, my friend. Oh, man, it's going to be Bristol tough. I mean, series? Uh, <laughs> Bowman has been on fire. Chase Elliott, the Chevys are fast right now. Uh, I worked at Hendrick Automotive Group, so I got to give a shout-out to the boys at Hendrick. Uh, I think they're really strong this year. Uh, Chase has contended to win every race. Alex has won more stages than anybody. Um I'd love to see the GOAT win. Jimmy Johnson's the man. Uh, got a lot of respect for him, and I know everyone does. But um, I think it's going to be a Hendrick car. Uh, and if I had to pick, I'd probably say Bowman. But uh, I'd be a whole lot happier if it was Jimmy Johnson. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you're going out with Bowman. That's a good pick. He has been fast. Two races, the 600, bad luck. Then, you know, last night with the the – I think it was 500 miles or, or 300 yeah, miles. Tail to, slapped to make the wall, but uh, he had a lot of speed, Got loose man. And and you can never forget about Harvick. Uh, he's kind of a sleeper. He comes in at the end and squeaks out the wind. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and pick everybody, but uh, <laughs> those are the good ones. <laughs> I uh, I want to tell you something. I, I was really impressed uh, last night watching Ricky Stenhouse drive to the front like he did. So uh, that that was a, that was yeah, a good I run thought, for uh, a small the team race was for sure. Weird last night. There yes, was uh, it was really exciting. Uh, a lot of side by side racing. I enjoyed it as a fan. Uh, I thought the length was really good. Uh, made those guys kind of trip up on the strategy a little bit more like Xfinity. Uh, I thought they were racing hard on restarts, getting everything they could. You saw a lot of small teams, uh, you know, middle-sized teams uh, break into the top ten, which I think is great for the sport. And uh, it always gets people going, well, who's going to win the next race? What's going to happen? Have the tides turned? Uh, What is changing? So um, I think it's an exciting time to watch NASCAR, and thankfully we got a lot of it going on. I don't hate it. I like it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind them giving them like ten minutes of practice, kind of like what we get for hot laps and dirt, just to go out, make sure ride heights are perfect. But other than that, I- I'm absolutely fine with no practice. I mean, I-, I think the racing has been a lot better with no practice. Uh, it seems like you know it- it's not heavy favored to the he- high dollar teams, uh, where every team has a good shot because it's all about what you bring to the track and what you put in at the garage that makes it fast. So I kind of like it, but I kind of understand a little bit of practice, but not a lot. But um, I think it's good. I kind of like the invert for the second race at the same track. That's kind of cool. Uh, I, I really do like that. And, you know, we'll see uh, what NASCAR comes up with and, and moving forward because right now I think they got yeah, the best product right now going on. I think it's solid on. and uh, it's a lot of fun to watch, a lot of, 
lot of fun to be a part of. So uh, tune into Atlanta. I'll be out there in the Orion Cooker number 20. Sounds All right, buddy. Like- well, thank you very much. I know you got a lot going on and you took an hour with us, and we appreciate that. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, and good luck at, at Atlanta if we don't talk to you by then, but I know we will. But uh, thank you again. I want to thank you and your mom and dad and for all that you guys done for everybody Absolutely. here. And, uh, thank you, guys. Wish you the best of luck, my friend. You're, You're welcome. welcome. Thank you. Folks, if you really don't know how humbled Spencer is, I truly believe this podcast just showed everybody. Uh, he is so humble. Bill, you and I, we, we talk to him a lot because of the Oh, Lord. We talk to him uh, multiple times a week. He, he's our good friend. We, we you, myself, uh, Robert Jolly, we run the uh, fan club over on Facebook, which is – if you want if you really want to get involved uh, folks with uh and, and get to know more about Spencer and, and see a lot about him reach out you know jump onto Facebook we're easy to find we're Spencer Boyd's Eagle Nation over there so uh it, we're a good bunch of people and we do a lot of giveaways and it's it's really been fun getting to know Spencer since 2017 and seeing him get that first full-time ride in Xfinity and then of course the truck series for me uh Spencer has become more like family than than anything else. Yes, I would agree. Absolutely would agree. Um, guys, if you want to know uh, how to find Spencer on Twitter, it's at Spencer Boyd. Pretty simple, easy. Um, if you want to find him on Facebook, uh, it's Spencer Boyd Racing on Facebook. Uh, it's- I, and I'm not I'm I know it's sure Instagram. Instagram is Spencer Boyd PR on Instagram. There you go. I'm not on Instagram that much. I have it just for social media platform, but I don't get on it like that. I mean, I, I look at the stuff, but, you know, guys, in all honesty, Spencer, you know, the names that we've named the low buck guys is they're called by media. They're not really low buck. These guys put their heart and soul into racing and they're just like, you know, the average every weekend you know, what we get called by media weekend warriors that race Saturday, Friday nights at the local short tracks. Uh, they're just like us. They started there. They started, you know, to work their way up and look where he's at now. Look where Josh Balicki, Josh Williams, Joey Gase, and these are uh, the Garrett Smithley. These are the guys that everybody said. I've heard, I've heard people say repeatedly that when drivers make it to the the big league, you know, up there the Cup Series, that they forget the little guy. These are the guys that I have no doubt will never forget the fan, the little guy, you know. Mm-mm. So, you know, they, they, they make an effort to remember a name or, you know, they see somebody maybe once or twice a year, but they do their best to remember that name. They might always not get it right. or, But the fact that they make that effort to me is what makes it so special to be a fan of theirs. Absolutely. Bill, uh, you know, uh, we saw some great racing. Uh, I'm telling you, the, the the 600 was good. Then we had the Xfinity and the truck race, and uh, we we had that little uh, incident. You know, uh, I think it was actually at Darlington where people were wondering if Chase was going to, you know, dump Kyle for for what happened at Darlington, and he very much proved that this week at Charlotte. He had more than one opportunity had he wanted to do that, and instead he chose to race clean and. And both of them have been very vocal about the fact that, uh, you know, they've talked and everything's good. And then we saw Kyle, I think it was at the 600, come up to uh, Chase after the race. And uh, 
just stood there and talked to him for a little while. So uh, the, those two work. If you, if you watch them run together, yeah, they race each other like they're bitter rivals. But when they step out of that car, you can see that there's a friendship there. Oh, yeah, you definitely can. And, you know, like I told when we were talking about it, I'm a big Kyle Bush fan. You're a huge Chase Elliott fan. Um, we tease each other. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, I had Kyle Bush for the win and uh, on uh, fantasy this week, and you said I think you told me you had Chase Elliott. So I did. I picked Chase for the win, um, <laughs> and, and lo and behold, I was right. Uh, shocked, because um, usually when I pick somebody in the fantasy league to win, I don't do well. Uh, so I was I, I had I picked Alex Bowman in the second stage. He won the second stage. Picked Chase for the final stage in the race win. So I was thrilled. Uh, I was thrilled for you and all the Chase Elliott fans out there. Uh, he's really humbled. Uh, he is a humble guy as well. From a little small town called Dawsonville, Georgia. That, that, I know that Iron was going off there at the uh, pool hall. Pool hall. Late at night. Yep. I mean, he, but I. I they don't care what time it is when that race ends. That's like if he wins, that siren goes off. So I think that's a tradition that started back with Bill Elliott years and years ago. Yep. And they still do that for the for Chase to this day. So Oh, he is he is he's a Georgia boy just like you and I, both, you know, born in Georgia and here we are, you know it, not You'd have told me not, back in December that we'd be doing a podcast together, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> me too. I think so too. I think if you would have said it to me too, I'd have laughed at you too. Um, but you know, we had we have some fun doing it. We've met a lot of cool people uh, all the way back for our first show. Josh White. Uh, we've had some friends of mine, uh, Derek Pugh, and then the Mart's family that run Northeast Modifieds. Josh Balicki, we've had on. Um, you know, we 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 built some friendships th- through this podcast that that I I hope continue to grow. Uh, we had Austin Theoro on, and uh, we've got. Let's see, who do we have next week? We have Bailey Curry. Oh, is it Bailey? I I couldn't remember if we had it. Who we had? So, yep, we have Bailey Curry. Just waiting for him to let us know. Um, when I know it's going to be a weekday show like this because yeah. he is racing that weekend. Yeah. Um, the trucks, I believe. So, you know, we've had a lot of fun. Bill, uh, we put Spencer on the line. He picked Bowman for Bristol. Uh, I'm, you know, going to let you go first. <laughs> ooh, ooh, uh, Bristol, Bristol, Bristol. People are going to disagree with me on this one, and uh, I understand that. But I'm going to step out on a limb, and I'm going to say Corey LaJoy is going to break through and get that first win. Ooh, he does run good there. He definitely does run good he's there. He's got – I believe he's got two or three seconds in the Xfinity series, and uh, I think a fourth in the truck. Don't hold me to that, folks. So he's got a history of running good there, and uh, I would love to see that keen uh, that keen parts the car in in victory lane. I know how much that would mean to that small team to pull off a, a cup win. Well, we're gonna go with small teams because yeah, you went that route. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Guido the Burrito Ooh. from New Jersey. Matt Divinetto. Driving a 21 uh, Ford. I'm not sure what it's going to be the sponsor of uh, for the Wood Brothers. 
He ran good there last year in the sure did. Uh Pulled out a second at the last stage with some fender damage, but you know what? He's always been good there. I definitely see uh, – I my feelings wouldn't be hurt to see Matt Benedetto uh, pull out a win. No, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. I do believe that would actually be Wood Brothers' 200th win, wouldn't it? It, it would be. Yeah, absolutely it would be. And what better place than to get their 200th win than Bristol? State. Well, no, that's Tennessee. So Close enough. Close enough. It's, it's actually, across the border from Virginia where they're racing. So uh, It's only a six-hour drive from their race shop They might as well get a home race from them. Yep. So, uh, it, it, I, I, that, I'd love to see them get their 200th win. Uh, I think that would be very fitting. I would too. I, I remember seeing Trevor Bain win at Daytona for him, and that that was a huge deal. So, uh, yep. I would love Wood Brothers are always a, a, a favorite, no matter who your driver is. Yes, they're so humbled. Well, Scott, before we get out of here, you know, we, we do this every week. We want to give a shout out to all, all of the doctors and nurses and grocery store workers and truckers and all of that. And um, thank you for being out there on the front lines during this virus and putting, you know, your own health at risk and being there for for your patients, you, you, no matter if you work in the ER or you're, you're a or nurse or a nursing home nurse or any any kind of thing, we salute you and we thank you so much for all you've done. Yes, because you folks are the true heroes of everything. The true heroes. The sport athletes aren't. They're heroes, but you guys are truly the real heroes of everyday life. And amen. we salute you guys. Amen to that. Amen to that. And also within this world of uncertainty, I want to give a shout out to our to our military servicemen and women, and uh, a lot of them are, you know, the, some of them have been deployed with the National Guard to help out with COVID nineteen re- relief throughout the country, and uh, others are have been put out to sea with the situation with China. And we we just want to say thank you to all of you for serving serving our country. Yes, absolutely. And let's take a moment and tip our hat to the men and women. Uh, who have paid the ultimate sacrifice defending our great nation uh, and wrote, wrote that ultimate check to our country. To them, thank you, and to your family. May you guys always know that our country is forever grateful to you. Absolutely. We didn't touch on it with Spencer, but Spencer is heavily involved with TAPS, which is an organization that brings these kids and fam- families out who have lost a uh, service member in, in combat. And uh, I had the opportunity to see firsthand how he was with a young man from TAPS at Atlanta last year. And he was just the amazing with this young man. And uh, I had time to speak to the uh, young man's grandpa and the story that, that I heard, you know, it, it touched my heart. And I felt for him so bad. But that young man seemed to really enjoy, enjoy that experience with Spencer. Yes. And, and what better driver to have – be involved with TAPS, Amen. Spencer, Amen. who is so involved with our veterans. I mean, he, most of his sponsors, so 90% of them are American and veteran-owned. So, uh, I mean, that, that's a, there aren't many drivers out there that hold that true to their brand. So, Nope, none. 
it, that that impresses me. Yes, not every sponsor is American made or, or veteran, but in this climate right now, you know, you can't always count on being able to get those American made veteran sponsors. Nope. And Spencer has done a good job with them. Uh, well, Bill, um, you know, we've been on, we've been at this now. This is our episode 14. Wow. Really? Yeah. Over yeah. three months. <laughs> Yep, we've been going strong, and you know, as a joke, you said we we joked around. So I do a podcast. Yeah, it can't be that hard. Uh, I mean, uh, we started this when the when this virus took hold because it was a way to keep our passion for racing, and it's turned into not, I don't want to call it a job. It, it's a pleasure to work with you and to talk to these drivers and sponsors and. It's something that, you know, when we first started it, we said, oh, we'll just do this till the virus is over. And I think we we can honestly say that we have no intention of stopping at this point. Nope. Nope. uh, Bill, you're stuck with me. (laughs) We thank all of you who tune in and listen to our to our broadcast, you know, uh, we every week and, and. we, we realize that we may not be the, the biggest podcast out there. We might not have those big names like, you know, Jeff Gordon or Dale Jr. on here. But but we try to bring to you a, a side of NASCAR that you might not always see from the sponsor viewpoint, from the crew viewpoint, from a trainer. We've even had a trainer on here and the local guys. And then we try to pick up these small teams because for us – it's more important to us to have these small drivers on these small teams and give them the exposure that, that helps them get sponsors and gets fans and keeps them going. These big guys, they get plenty of opportunity for, uh, for press. And yes, we would love to have a chase Elliott. Yes. We would love to have a, a Jimmy Johnson on here. Would we turn that down? Absolutely not. But we, we, we enjoy just as much promoting the little guy. I think I have more fun with the little guys than, you know, because they're so much like you and I, Bill. Um, they, they talk about everything. They have a good laugh. They talk about their families, their life. It, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these, these big guys, they're a little bit more sheltered and uh, they, they protect their private life a little more. And it, to me, people like Spencer just talked about his dad and the fact that uh, – the cure life had helped him and they ended up coming on board the race car. Those are the stories that you, you don't often see out of the big guys. And I'm not saying it's because they don't want to do it. It might be because they don't have that opportunity to do it. That this little guy can call up a cure life and say, Hey, you know, my dad takes your product and I'm a NASCAR driver. What do you think about getting on this hood? And Jimmy Johnson's got Ally, which is a wonderful sponsor. And Chase Elliott's got Napa and uh, Mountain Dew and Hooters. And I mean, I I, I dream. I, I'll be honest. If I right now, if I could have one big star on here, yes, I would jump on the opportunity to have Chase Elliott. I'm sure you would jump on the opportunity to have Combush. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I honestly hope that we can possibly uh, get Jimmy Johnson before this year is out because I would really enjoy talking to him. Me and you both, my friend. You and me both. So, well, it's that time but, again, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking out my window here at my house and it's starting to get dark and gray and, and thunderstorms are rolling in. Hey, keep the thunderstorms down at your house. I got a, I got a family picnic planned for tomorrow. I don't need that rain. <laughs> I'll, I'll try, my friend. 
Bill, it's been a pleasure, and I'll, I'll see you again in a, in a week. All right, man. Sounds good. I'll talk to you soon.